welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brandon Wright. On tonight's episode, we'll be joined by our guest, Melanie. She had some interesting stories to share with us about some of the stuff that happened in her past, and she was willing enough to talk about it. She calls from Australia, so there's a time difference that we had to work through to get this out for you. But it's definitely an interesting topic and definitely some interesting discussions. So, but before we dive in with our conversation with Melanie, if you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, please send me an email at tinfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is tinfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com. And it doesn't even have to be about an encounter. It can be your own conspiracy theory, anything that you really like to talk about. So go ahead and again, send me that email. We'll get something scheduled for a future episode. We're going to go ahead and dive our in into our conversation with Melody. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'd like to welcome Melody to the show. Melody, how are you doing? Oh, I'm pretty good, thanks. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so you've been having some interesting encounters over the years down in Australia. So if you'd like to dive on into your story, feel free to go ahead. Sure. Okay. So this happened a few years back. Um, I was living in a city, Melbourne, in uh, what they called the uh, an old workman's cottage. So these were cottages that were built sort of early 1900s to house all the immigrant workers coming in. Uh, I'd never really noticed anything odd about the place or anything like that. It was quite a nice um, quiet house to live in. Uh, So... On this particular evening, I had gone to bed. I was asleep. My partner had stayed up and had um, shut everything off, etc., and come to bed later. And I remember being woken up with a feeling of being scratched. Um, down the back of my neck so I was laying on my side and it pissed me off that was my um, main response to it I thought it was my partner I thought he was yeah being a bit of an a-hole and um, I remember sort of trying to like do a shrug like you know get off me whatever uh went back to sleep and woke up to the feeling of a hand on my breast, squeezing hard enough that it caused pain. And that really, really pissed me off. And I'm assuming this whole time that this is my partner and I've sat up in bed ready to give it to him basically what the hell are you doing and directly in front of me sort of floating in the air was a disembodied hand now the hand was white and it was surrounded by a soft 
purple sort of light or I don't know if you want to use the term aura around it. Uh, I sort of, well, freaked out a bit, screamed out. Uh, My partner woke up. Uh, I just remember at the time him sort of going, well, you know, what's going on? And I'm there freaking out and, you know, he's trying to settle me down and trying to work out what's going on. Uh, And it was during this time that the exhaust fan over over the stove came on at um, full speed, so it generally has three speeds. And the reason that we could hear this is because of the way that these old cottages are designed. Uh, Our bedroom was right next to the kitchen area and there's a a recess, I suppose you'd call it, with a window on the kitchen side and a window on the bedroom side. Both of these windows were normally open uh, and where the stove sits is right against the window on the kitchen side. Now, with the fan being on speed three, um, quite loud. And the thing that was weird about this is my partner would not have been able to get to sleep with the fan being on full, full pelt. It definitely wasn't on when he got into bed and it was something that I know we just seemed to notice it after he had sort of calmed me down and then all of a sudden boom this fan's going and I think at this stage he was quite a bit unsettled I was pretty freaked out uh we we both got up and went and sat in the lounge room. He's turned the fan off. And, yeah, we were really just sort of sitting there going, what the, what the hell's going on? Um, the back of my neck was stinging and I asked him to have a look at it and there was a visible red scratch down the back of my neck and and in fact it was there for um a couple of days we had um friends over the next night we were talking about it and um showed them the scratch at the back of my neck so it was enough that it had I suppose broken the first layer of skin and um yeah so And that was, sorry. Was there any other, like he have any marks on himself or was it just on you? No, it was just on me. Um, Yeah, no, he he wasn't affected in any way. Uh, But I think the, and and he he was quite um, a skeptical, skeptical. I'm having trouble with that word, sorry. Um, yeah, he 
he didn't really put much faith in sort of supernatural or ghosts or that sort of thing. He had a very traditional um, Catholic upbringing. He questioned aspects of his upbringing, but, um, yeah, he he didn't really put, um, wasn't a firm believer in this sort of stuff and I think it really um he was re- he was really shaken up by the physical evidence on my neck how upset I was and the fact that the exhaust fan had somehow managed to turn on itself running full ball yeah now had there ever been any other previous like experiences or anything that you'd ever really noticed looking back now that or was this kind of like the beginning of everything? No, I wouldn't say it was the beginning of everything. There hadn't been anything in that house. We lived there for about three years. Um, I think that for me what was strange about it is that I had... I have had some interesting experiences when I was younger and I have had sort of after this time, but never, never anything in that house. It was a really quiet, peaceful house. And and so I think it's always sort of stuck in my mind, apart from the strangeness of it, that it was just, just this this one event there, um, I think what I what I do go back to when I think about it is that uh, my partner's father was staying with us. Um, he was down from um, interstate and we'd been having, the three of us had been having a bit of a debate about the afterlife. Do we have a soul? what happens when we pass and at that age I was very much in a place of questioning everything not really sure where I was with my spirituality I hadn't been raised in organized religion uh, and I was expressing the the views well maybe there is nothing maybe we are you know, we're um, an organism, when we die, we die. It's done. There's nothing, there's nothing necessarily that um, that lives on. And I remember that night my partner's dad being a little bit upset uh, with the views that I had expressed. Uh, and when I realised that he was a little bit upset about it, I had sort of pulled back and not continued on with that um, with that um, topic, really. Uh, but, yeah, that was, yeah, that's sort of the one thing that stands out for me that maybe had something to do with what happened. But... I couldn't be sure. I can't be sure. So do you just kind of think it might have been just something showing itself to like 
because you were questioning the afterlife and this is something that just manifested because of that potentially yeah i'm not, i'm i'm actually um i'm not really sure um but yeah i think that's a possibility yes now after that was there anything else in the house or was that just kind of about the only time anything really come about well, it was interesting and I always separate these two events even though they happened in the same night. So um, after we had gone back to bed and I suppose you'd describe it as um, like a sleep paralysis um, sort of experience and I just remember laying there yeah, feeling paralysed, being unable to move anything, feeling intense fear and panic and a feeling of somebody actually physically opening my mouth and my jaw and holding it apart and a, a sensation of drilling in my back teeth. Now, there was, the thing is, there was, there was no pain associated with this drilling, but it was almost like a, I had the sensation of my jaw being pulled apart and the tightness around that and a little bit of sort of pressure and vibration, but not actual pain. Um, and yes, at the time, you know, I see that okay, these these two events are related, but I'm also on I'm really on the fence about um, the whole yeah the sleep paralysis stuff, and um, and I think that um, there's a strong possibility it could be something to do with how my brain was. Um, processing the information of what happened earlier in the evening but yeah it seems like it definitely be connected if you were seeing a hand and then you could feel it scratching and then pull on you and then hours later you're feeling like sleep paralysis to me i'm pretty skeptical as well about it, a lot of things but doing what I've been doing lately and looking into stuff and researching, like there's so many cases similar to this, that it's like, there has to be something connecting the whole situation. Like there's gotta be something that's causing all this. So I would believe that the paralysis was go along in with the fact that the encounter that you had, but that's just my opinion. I don't, I'm no expert. Yeah. Yeah, and I look, I did, I did, I did think that way for quite a while. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. At the, at the same time, I've sort of thought because I, I do strongly believe that the first what what happened at first, there was too much physical evidence that something occurred, and I, I. Yeah, I sort of tried to separate that from 
the sleep paralysis because I think there's a lot of oh there's a lot of stuff either either side um, with opinions around what's going on with sleep um, what's actually going on with sleep paralysis so um, yeah so that's that's why I wanted to separate separate the um, those two aspects but um, yeah certainly what happened at first was yeah there was there was definitely something going on there the whole thing of sleep paralysis i'm i haven't done a whole lot of research with it but just the little bit i have do you feel like do you feel like you're awake or do you feel like you're in a state of dreaming with it cuz i know some people have felt like they were awake but it felt like they're still in a dream so I know some people experience it differently, so I don't know how you feel. I have, um, okay, so from a young age, I've experienced sleep paralysis, and it has two aspects for me, and I don't, I haven't always had the two together. So I have definitely always had where, I've woken up and been unable to move my body uh, and, a yeah, that feeling of um, fear, uh, that sort of thing. And the one, the one way that I was always able to get out of it, um, since I was a young kid, I've always had animals, I've always had um, mainly cats and... Um, I would always have a cat on the bed with me and it's been able to somehow get, even if it's a finger, my little finger, to move to just touch the cat and that's always brought me out of it. But when I was older, this probably started when I was about 17, I would have experiences where... I would have particular and I'm going to say dreams, although I don't think they're dreams, um, but where I would, and it didn't feel like a dream. The, um, there were too many sensations. There was too much information and it was always quite volatile or violent, the dream, and then I would wake up from it and be in, yeah, be sort of quite frozen. Um, I've had experiences where this has happened probably four times in in the one night or over period of an hour or two, and I would very, very quickly fall into this dream state after, you know, after I'd gotten out of, I'd had one dream, woken up to this paralysis feeling, managed to get myself out of it, and then very, very quickly fallen asleep into another one and, and just this, and we, we know from the stages of sleep that um, it's REM sleep that we're in when we're dreaming. We, that doesn't happen immediately. But having this experience of sort of immediately going into um, REM sleep and and having this dream experience and then 
coming back from it because it's been quite um, violent and violent as in seeing visions of um, friends and family having, um, like, throats cut, um, their guts cut and their intestines pulled out, that's that sort of thing, quite violent stuff. And, no, I don't, I'm not a horror movie fan or anything like that, not at all. Um, and there was one night where, yeah, I had I had four of these and um, my partner at the time was lying in bed next to me and so he, he was, I was making him aware of what was happening and he he was actually watching me go through it, watching the time and having these four, four lots happen in quick succession in under an hour so so yeah that's so I don't I don't know if that's common with other people with what they have with sleep paralysis but that's been that's been my experience you said that was when you they started when you're about 17 so is this something that's continued to happen throughout your life do you have I I would say probably the last um The last 10 or 12 years, so I'm giving my age away from about the age of 28, I would say it settled down. And, yeah, um, really haven't had anything in the last, um, yeah, 12 years. I have I have other things. I have random uh, dreams about things happening. But that's quite that's quite rare. But yeah, no, I, I really haven't had anything in the last twelve years. So you mentioned these dreams about things happening. Is that almost like a premonition you type situation? You think or? Yeah. So did you want did you want to know about probably the most notable one I've had? Feel free to share whichever you like. Okay, so, oh, look, what was this? I'm trying to think now. Maybe five years ago. So here in Australia we have um, our own brand of football, Aussie rules football. Um, I'm not a fan, never have been a fan. Um, Not really bothered, but a lot of Australia is a really big fan and in some parts of Australia they um it's they say it's like a religion um but the grand final was coming up it was Adelaide versus Richmond the view was Adelaide was going to take it out and they were going to take it out very easily and living in Adelaide it was all anyone was talking about at work oh yes Adelaide's going to win you know we've got this and the grand final was on the Saturday. The Tuesday beforehand, um, I woke up from a dream of seeing the end of the grand final, the guys in their, you know, their uniforms, and the Adelaide team was sitting down looking absolutely devastated and I was showing the, um, the score and that was Richmond had beat Adelaide by 42 points and I mentioned it to 
my dad, I was talking to my dad about it and my sister's partner, who was a huge Adelaide fan, Adelaide Crows fan, and he was like, no way, that's not going to happen. We've got this in the bag, blah, blah, blah. My dad, who, okay, yes, he is quite into his magical thinking and I grew up with a lot of that, but he was like, oh, that's interesting. He said, I reckon you should put a bet on that. And I don't, I'm not um, really a betting person, you know, occasional lotto ticket. I was like, oh, I don't know. And then it got sort of Friday. I was over their place um, Friday evening. And Dad said to me again, I reckon you should put a couple of bucks down. So I put $10 down on them winning by the 42 points or so that I saw in my dream. And lo and behold, the next day, grand final, and that was the outcome. And I got 10 to 1 odds, so I got $100. That was nice. Um, but, yeah, that's probably my most notable one in recent years. Now, if you can predict the lottery numbers for me, that would be great. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. I would love to do that for myself. But, yeah, I don't know. I think it's sort of, you know, like it, it, came, out of, it came out of the blue and, yeah. Now, do you but suffer I, I, from, I'm sorry, do you suffer from like deja vu a lot or anything like that? Because I know sometimes some folk experience that, that have some of the same, almost like a premonition, but they feel like they've seen this before or something like that. Oh, a little bit. I wouldn't, not too much. It's, oh, I mean, it could sort of be explained that way, but it's, I don't know, it's almost just like a an, a knowing, a feeling of like definite knowing and there's absolutely no questioning that it's happening. Like I, one thing I, 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 I do have, which um, I quite like, it's probably the main thing I would say that's still there is that um, I get a message when there's a, um, what we call speed guns in Australia. So the police set up um, unmanned, um, unmarked vehicles on side roads with cameras to catch speeders. And um, yeah, I get a little, I get a little message when one's coming up, and I just know it's just a feeling of knowing with absolute certainty that that's there. So I, not that I'm a ridiculous driver or anything like that, but I think we all have times where we drift over the speed limit a bit without realizing, or we're a bit stressed, and we're like, oh, I've got to get get there, or what have you. But um, yeah, so I don't get spending tickets at all. I know every time. That would be the only, yeah, it's just this feeling of absolute knowing certainty. This is this is where it's at. Now, do you ever experience those consistently or is it just random? Oh, it's been fairly consistent for probably 12, 14 oh. years. See, I used to get, and I don't get this anymore. When I was younger, I used to get, um, and I mean like in my 20s, I would know who was calling. Like I would know that someone was about to call and then within, you know, 
10 seconds or so, the phone would be ringing. This is when we all had landlines before um, mobiles. So someone would be calling on the landline and, yeah, I'd know who it was just before the phone call came in. And that was fun. I used to have lots of fun with um, friends and family members because I'd pick up the phone and say, and you know, like, hey, Dad, how are you going? Or, hey, Andrew, my brother. And it'd always be like, how did you know I was calling you? Um, but, yeah. But that's just, you know, I wish it worked in other ways. I mean, it's not really, doesn't really add to add to anything in life, I suppose. But, um, but yeah. Now, when stuff like this started happening, did it just, was there nothing, no traumatic experience, nothing like life change or anything like that? It all just came out of nowhere? Or I know sometimes no, there's... Just- some some situations trigger certain things, so I was just curious. I've always had stuff since I can remember, and my mum and dad have always told me to hide stuff from in in public because there were a few times where I had freaked people out, like teachers out at school and gotten in quite a lot of trouble for it and I was always considered to be a little bit weird, I suppose, in a way. Um, And I was, yeah, I remember from about the age of seven being told quite sternly by my mother that I was not to say, go up and say things to people or um, keep it to myself or come and talk to her and dad about it. Um. Things like, like I remember when in primary school and, yeah, I was about um, seven or eight years old and um, I know what it was. I think it was there was a group of us from all different age levels. We'd won the award of the week for our class. We were standing up on stage at school assembly. All of our names were put on put on a bit of paper in a um in a container mixed around and one of the teachers um, picked out a name and that person won a um, a school lunch from the canteen. So in Australia, we don't, we, we don't get lunches. You bring your lunch from home or you pay the canteen for a hot lunch or whatever. And... I walked up there with this absolute knowing that I was going to win. And I stood up there on stage in front of the whole of school and as they were putting the the names in and the teachers, you know, putting a hand in, mixing it around, and I actually stepped forward and said, yep, it's me, I won it. And I've gotten a few weird looks and she's done a mix again and then pulled out and it was my name. And and that teacher looked at me funny for the rest of my primary school years. But, yeah. Have you uh, ever had any more experiences with the, like, you think paranormal other than, like, that one instance that you had? You've never had any more sightings or anything like that since then from your original story? Not not really of note. Um, No, not really. I 
I mean, probably the one one thing um, I have had, which I um, thought was quite um, quite funny, and and my husband um, witnessed it as well. And that was when our eldest was four, and he was having a nap in the afternoon, and he's quite a loud kid, a lot of energy. Uh, and it's that, you know, when he when he had a sleep, we had like a pause, you know, there was a nice bit of quiet. And we were sit- seated at the kitchen table, um, which had a view down the hallway where the bedrooms come off. And just remember it being quiet and, I don't know, there was something, something happened. It was kind of like, like a feeling like there was a change in the air. And both me and my husband looked up at the same time and looked down the hallway. And it was almost like we kind of heard a bit of, and I don't even know how to describe it, it was almost like a bit of a laugh or a happy, a happy sound. And we saw this, saw something come out of our son's room. And it wasn't sort of solid. It it was just sort of something came out and then sort of two, three steps down the hallway and disappeared. And we both looked at each other and and then about probably 10 seconds later, my son woke up and ran out of the room and making lots of noise and that sort of thing. And, And we had talked about that and... In my husband's culture, they're quite open to a lot of that sort of stuff and he gave it a particular name, which I don't remember, but he said it's a child spirit. That would probably be the most notable thing since then. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. No, I don't envy anyone that has experiences all the time, like with the ghost or anything like that, just because... Like I said, I'm kind of skeptical on certain things, but I've experienced some things as well that I can't explain. So especially mm-hmm. something that like that where you can't control and it's right on you and it's right it's causing you physical harm to me. That's something that I would never want to experience or have experience on anyone I know, especially having a family and everything. So definitely don't envy anyone that has to go through that. Yeah. Uh, Fortunately, I haven't really, I haven't had that, that one experience that I spoke about is the main one that involved physical harm. Yeah. But I have heard of people who have experienced it quite a lot or, yeah, that would not be, yeah, not be great. No, definitely not. Okay, well, I definitely want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me tonight and um, definitely an interesting story and some of the stuff that you'd said makes me kind of just wonder how things can work the way they work, especially like kind of just yeah. knowing knowing how something someone's going to call you or knowing their speed. Like, it's just weird how the mind works, I guess. So. 
Yeah, I think so. I, I do, a part of me thinks that, you know, is it just recognition of patterns? So is there that there's a pattern with particular people of what time of the day they call me? So I've definitely, yeah, sort of thought about it along that lines, but. Yeah, I can understand yeah. that. That's kind of how I think about things too, is I always try and rationalize that there's got to be some sort of an explanation, but then you get to a point where you just can't explain it. Yeah. Okay. Again, yeah. I do definitely want to thank you for taking the time out and talking with me and uh, definitely appreciate it. Not a problem. Thanks very much. And um, yeah, I hope. You have a good night. Yeah. You too. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. That's our show, everyone. Again, thanks to Melanie for taking the time out on the show talking with us for a little bit and again if you've had an encounter and would like to be on the show please send me a message you can send me an email at tinfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com again that is tinfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com or you can contact me through facebook and we'll figure something out for a future episode good night everyone